Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. I believe it's going to speak to your heart. In Acts 27, Paul has survived the storm. How many of you have been in a storm, natural and, and physical, and you've survived it and supernatural, and you've survived and God's been good? Paul has just survived the storm, and then in Acts 28, he ri- arrives in a place called Malta or Melita. If you define that word, it means honey. So after he survived the storm, God took him to a sweet place. I wonder if there's anybody ready to go to a sweet place today. So we're looking at Acts 28, precious verse 1. Now when they escaped, they came and found out that the island was called Malta. In King James Version, I think it's Melita. And the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome. Because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat. Anywhere the fire is falling, the vipers are going to manifest. Come on, somebody. And fastened on his hands. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hands, They said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice would not allow him to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. However... They were expecting that he would swell up. Said, this guy's about to die. Suddenly he would fall down dead. But after they looked on him for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody's going to look at your breakthrough. Somebody thought God was done with you, and they're going to have to change their minds about you. And then then they said he was a god. In that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of fever and dentistry. But dynasty, dentistry, dysentery, some another. He was sick, y'all. He would toe up. Come on. I said he would tell up. Can I get a witness? (laughs) Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. Hallelujah. Look Look at the fifth verse. But he shook off the creature into the fire, and suffered no harm. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you'll shake it off, you'll suffer 
no harm. Ah. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, say, shake it off. Ah, tell everybody in front of you, say, shake it off. Tell everybody behind you, holler at them and say, shake it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The devil meant it for evil. The devil thought the storm was going to kill me, but I'm going to shake it off and keep moving forward. If you're ready to shake it off, open up your mouth and give God a praise right now in the house. <laughs> I feel like preaching. Slip up your hands. Father, thank you that we can shake it off because you got all things under control. We give your name all the glory for what we've survived and what's to come in the good things of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord the ovation of the morning. Before you sit down, holler at everybody around you and just say, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Precious, I don't know about you, but I, I'm ready to shake off the junk. Anything the enemy wants to bring against my life, I'm going to shake it off. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Paul here has survived a hurricane, but watch this. His hurricane pushed him to his destiny. He wasn't in Hurricane Ian. He wasn't in Hurricane Irma. Oh, Lord, I hate, I hated that heifer. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Irma was rough. We got an Irma in our church, and she's the sweetest pie, but not that, that Hurricane Irma. So he wasn't in Hurricane Irma or Ian or even Charlie. He was in Hurricane Destiny. Sometimes it's the storm that pushes us to our destiny. Sometimes it's the tough season that we go through and the enemy thinks we're going to sink and die, but he doesn't know that God will use even our storms to bring us into our purpose. Hallelujah. The Bible said that the ship broke apart and that Paul and those who survived came in on the broken pieces. See, I would tell you, sometimes you got to come into your destiny on the broken pieces. Sometimes you got to grab hold of something and hang on, get, grab hold of a piece of healing, a piece of power, a piece of breakthrough, a piece of anointing. You say, Jim Rayleigh, what did it take for you to get to where you are? It took it all. And if I could tell you anything, I would tell you that I've come to where I am sometimes on the broken pieces. You, you want to you wanna sail in on a ship without a problem, without an issue, but sometimes God said, I'll let what you thought was your source break right down so I can show you that even if I got to get you in on the broken pieces, I'll get you where I called you to be when it seems impossible. Ah. Is there anybody here today thankful that though you've been through storms, the storms didn't kill you? Hallelujah. So I just want to kind of unpack this message today. There have been a lot of great preachers who preach this, but I just want to give it to you from my heart. Paul finds himself in a situation. He had warned those who were in charge on the vessel that we're going to have some problems. And he is shipwrecked. And it wasn't his fault. Number one, I want to tell you that sometimes you can be shipwrecked and it not be your fault. The Bible says that Paul said, Men, I perceive that the voyage will end in disaster and much loss, not only of cargo and ship, but also of our lives. 
Paul had warned them. He told them that calamity was going to come. He told them this was not a wise move. And he finds himself shipwrecked. And it's not his fault. Through no fault of his own, he finds himself in this intense situation. What do you do when your ship wrecks and it's not your fault? What do you do when your ship wrecks and you tried to do the right thing? You said the right thing. You remained faithful. You still got your heart broke. You gave your all, but you still got in a shipwreck. You trusted and you were betrayed. You, you got taken advantage of. You did your very best, but still you got in a shipwreck and it wasn't your... Can I find some real people? Have you ever found yourself in a season when you did all you knew to do, but still you found yourself shipwrecked and it wasn't your fault? What do you do when you're shipwrecked and it's not your fault? You say, Apostle, that has never happened to me. What do you have to say about that? I would say just keep living. I would say just keep living because there will be times, y'all, when you will be shipwrecked and it will not be your fault. Some people in this room today, some people watching online have been hurt in the shipwrecks of life. Their ship has wrecked. You've been crushed. You've been bruised. You've been battered. You've been torn. And it wasn't even your fault. Maybe it happened to you when you were a trusting child. Maybe it happened to you when you loved somebody who didn't love you back right. Maybe it happened to you by a hateful betrayer. It may have happened this year, this week, this month, or many years ago. Whatever the story and whatever the cause, shipwreck has touched your life. And I wish that I could stand before you today and tell you that just because you're saved, you, you won't have to endure shipwreck. But there are times, y'all, when you love the Lord and your ship still wrecks. There are times when you are anointed and your ship still wrecks. There are times when you're trying to do the right thing and your ship still wrecks. But what I love about the Lord is shipwrecks never take him by surprise. He's always got a plan. Somebody's watching today or sitting in the room and you feel hopelessly Shipwrecked. You shipwrecked in your home, shipwrecked in your marriage, shipwrecked in your finances, shipwrecked in your career, and you are struggling, and this is just real talk. You smiled when you came to church today. You go to work online, and you're looking like everything is good, but inside you're struggling. The Bible said in Psalms 42, 5, David said, Why are you cast down, O my soul? While you disquieted within me, hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. David said, why are you disquieted, O my soul? What's going on here in Psalms 42 is his own son has led a rebellion against him. His own son Absalom has absolutely stolen, hijacked the kingdom, dishonored his father. David has ran and hid like a scared rabbit and he's in a cave and he's worried and he begins to talk to himself. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. Sometimes you got to enter where the real folk at. Sometimes you got to pat yourself on the back and say, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say, God, 
God is not through with you and if God is for you, then who can be against you? Why art thou disquieted? Oh, my soul. David said, what's going on, soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I will yet praise him for the help of his countenance. David said, why are you disquieted? The word disquieted, there is a powerful word in the Hebrew. It means an inner turmoil. It means warring within, and there's no struggle like an inside struggle. Come on, somebody. There's people, they come to church today, they've smiled. They've been greeters. They've, they, they, they've been ushers. There's people sitting on your row smiling. But the reality is, is they are disquieted within themselves. They are struggling. Their children have lost their way. The bills are due. They're struggling with issues and problems and incidents and accidents. And the inner struggle is real. But I've come to tell you that even though the struggle is real, and even though the struggle gets inside of you, and even though you struggle within. You know what the Bible said? Greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. I, I dare you to tell somebody in your neighborhood what's in me. Come on, it's greater than the struggle that's in me. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. I've got something in me. Somebody give God praise if they've got something in you. These same people that are walking around here today that are struggling inside are the very ones that were praising their face off during worship. David said, why are you disquieted, oh my soul? Hope in God. Whatever he's done before, he can do it again. For I shall yet praise I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance I'm going to recall what he's already done and even though things are not perfect right now I'm going to yet praise him even though I'm in a shipwreck right now I'm going to yet praise him I yet praise just plain talk it's an anyhow praise. Have you ever brought God an anyhow praise? Tell your, say, tell your neighbor he's worthy of an anyhow praise. Well, what is an anyhow praise? The bills are due. And the money's funny. But you praise him anyhow. The doctor's report hadn't changed. But you praise him anyhow. The kids are acting the fool. But you praise him anyhow. The house is flooded. But you praise him anyhow. Times are hard, but you praise him anyhow. Your boss is still mean, but you praise him anyhow. You're dealing with the same stuff, but you praise him anyhow. I need somebody to stop right now and bring him an anyhow praise and say, God, I know everything is going to be all right. Eh. Oh, if you got to yet praise, open up your mouth and praise him in the room. My shipwreck, but I'm gonna praise him. My, my money ain't right, but I'm gonna praise him. My wife is off, but I'm gonna praise him. My husband's acting crazy, but I'm gonna praise him. I didn't survive the storm to be quiet. Come on, somebody. So, so David said, 
Y'all sit down and have another glass of tea. <laughs> David said, come on. Why are thou disquieted, O my soul? Hope, 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 hope. You, you keep hope alive. Hope thou in God. Now, isn't that just wonderful? So, David said, why are you disquieted, O my soul? Hope thou in God, for I will yet praise him. I know some of you have been shipwrecked, and there are times when you're shipwrecked and it ain't your fault, but God's going to come through. But then there are seasons when you've been shipwrecked and all hell is breaking loose, and you say, well... <laughs> At least it can't get no worse. Help me, Holy Ghost. At least this is the limit. It won't get any worse. But I came to tell you, number two, when you think, when you think it can't get any worse, it usually does. Where are the real people in the room? Have you, ever, have you ever evaluated, you say, there is the apex, there is the pinnacle, it won't get any worse, and then all of a sudden it gets worse. Paul had come through shipwreck, didn't eat for 14 days, you study it. He came in on the broken pieces, he's struggling. I'm sure he thought, well, at least it can't get no worse. Been shipwrecked, been hungry, been in a hurricane. But at least it can't get any worse. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat. I could preach that there for a while, but I better leave that alone. A viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hands. So the natives saw the creature hanging from his hands and said, No doubt this man is a murderer whom though he had escaped to see, yet justice won't allow him to live. Now imagine, Paul is cold. He's wet. He's hungry. He's tired. He ain't with the saints. Come on, y'all. He's with a bunch of barbarians. He, he's not in a comfortable position. Everything that could go wrong is going wrong. He's trembling and freezing. And he said, well, at least it can't get any worse. And he gets him some sticks and drops them in the fire. And then to add insult to injury, to pour salt in the wound, to top it all out just as quick as lightning, he is bitten by a snake. See, when you are in a weak position, when you are in a struggling moment, when you are in a weak moment, the enemy will look at you and say, I can have him now. I can destroy him now. I'm going to bring him down now. I'll have their marriage now. I'll have their children now. I'll have their purpose now. Never be surprised when the enemy ramps up the attack in weak moments because he thinks... Ah, he thinks he'll destroy you once and for all. But I got news for the devil. There are some people, this is not your first storm. This is not your first struggle. Ah. 
imagine. I'm freezing. Hanging out with the barbarians. I'm cold. We need some more wood on that fire. Drops it on there. I know you'd have been saying, Kumbaya, my Lord. Kumbaya. Yeah, no. He goes, if that would have been me, I'd have been like, great. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes. To your will and to your way. Come, y'all don't make me preach. You ain't never been there. Where you said, Lord, what in the world? I'm freezing, I'm cold, I'm hanging out with the barbarians. I just survived the ship. Now this, what in the world is going on? There will be times when the attack will intensify, but that's when your faith has to rise. That's when your praise has to rise. That's when you have to make up in your mind, I'm clapping at another level. I'm shouting at another level. I'm giving at another level. I'm believing at another level. I'm worshiping. at another level. Sometimes you've got to understand that the enemy will always try to attach things to you in order to poison you. Don't mess around and get poisoned in this season. There ain't nothing worse than poison church folk. Bitter, angry, judgmental. Come on, somebody. The enemy will attach things to you in order to poison you and to pollute your destiny. But listen, even when things were bad, seemed like they were going to get worse, and they did. Paul must have understood that God has a plan. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, God has a plan. Yeah, the devil has a plot, but God has a plan. Yeah. And even though everything... For you personally, may not be going just as you think. You must believe that even today, after the storm, that God is working things out. Some of y'all were almost untouched by Ian. Some of y'all went through a lot. But I'm not just talking about natural storms. I'm talking about some of the storms that you've been through. And I don't know about you, but I haven't survived the storms that I've survived to die out in this season. If I live through it, God must have a plan for me. And sometimes the attack of the enemy is just a clue that God is about to move on another level in your life. And then you have to believe that God is working. And Romans 8.28 says, and we think. That's not what it says. And we wonder. That's not what it says. Oh, it says, and we what? Somebody shouted out, and we. That how many things? How much? All things do what? work together for good. Uh, for what? 
to those who love the Lord. Anybody love the Lord today? No, I only want to hear from the people who love the Lord. How many of you loved him before the storm? How many of you loved him during the storm? And how many of you love him after the storm? Oh, thank you, God. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and to those who are called according to his what? Purpose. When you've got purpose, God's going to work it out. I said, when you've got purpose, God's going to work it out. All things work together. Now, if you look at the words work together, it's very powerful because the words work together means made to cooperate. God said, I'm going to make everything cooperate with my plan for your life. He said, I'm going to make the high times and the low times, the weak times and the strong times, the stormy times and the calm times, times when you had more than enough and times when you were lean, times when you got it right and times when you got it wrong. God said, I am so much Lord of all that I will make everything in your life work together like a divine recipe. I'll stir it all together and even when it looks like it can't work out, God said, I'll work it all out for your good. Even the bankruptcy, even the betrayal, even the struggle, even the failure, God said, I'm bigger than all of it. I'll still work it out for you. I dare somebody right now. If he's ever took a bad thing and made a good thing out of it, give him some praise in the house right now. All things. I said all things. My God, that means the bad times are working with my good times to bring about the best times. Look at your neighbor and say, hey neighbor, your bad times are working with your good times to bring about your best times. Ah, hallelujah. Y'all, maybe that didn't hit you right, but that hit me right. Tell somebody who might have doubted you. Look them in the eye and say, hey neighbor, say your bad times are working with your good times and it's going to bring about your best times. Yeah, you're going to know a way maker, a miracle worker, a body healer, a restorer, a provider. Hallelujah. You're going to know a door opener. You're going to know a season shifter. God's going to work it all out for your good. Either the word is true or it ain't. But if you need God to work something for your good, one, two, three, give him praise right now. Give him praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, 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 thank you. I give you glory, 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 glory. I praise you, I praise you, I praise you. Hallelujah. I dance in my own church this morning and I give you praise, Jesus. I jump for joy and I thank you, Jesus, that you're working it out for me and you're working it out for the people that you've given me charge over. Hallelujah. Now, yeah. Hallelujah. So, here he is. 
got a snake fastened to him. And the natives, verse 4 said, saw the creature hanging from his hand. And they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. Here's the deal. Don't be surprised during hard times when people around you declare you're only getting what you deserve. Can I talk to somebody in the room? How many of you know sometimes you got frenemies? You ever had a frenemy? You had somebody you thought was your friend, but they were really an enemy? Secretly, they didn't want you to succeed. Secretly, they wanted you to go down. Secretly, they didn't want you to recover. They are a frenemy. And they were looking off like frenemies and saying, yeah, yeah, he only getting what he deserved. Let me tell you something. I'm grateful that I have never gotten what I deserved. If I got what I deserved, I wouldn't be preaching today. I wouldn't be in the pulpit today. I wouldn't be saved today. But I am a product of the grace and goodness of God. If, he, if he's given you so much more than you deserve, give him praise right about now. So the enemy, when that snake attached to Paul, said, I got him now. I got him now. Watch this. Number three, the enemy desired to poison Paul, but God desired to position it. Help me, Holy Spirit. The enemy will use the attack to poison you, but God said, no, I'll allow that attack because I'm going to get you in position. My, 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 my. Look at what the text said, however. Look at your neighbor and say, however. Yeah, I'm broke right now, but however. My money is not right right now, but however. My children are acting crazy right now, but however. I ain't got everything figured out right now. Holler at everybody on your row and say, however. Yeah, if you judge me right now, you're judging me prematurely. If you judge me right now, you don't know the end of my story. My story is being told. However, I, I don't know what you're expecting. <laughs> They were expecting that he would swell up and suddenly fall down dead. How many of y'all know you don't get any sicker than dead? But after they looked on him for a while, they said, my Lord. After they looked on him for a while, they changed their minds. God, I wish I could get a witness in this room. The Bible said he should have swollen and he should have fallen down dead. He should have been poisoned, but God wasn't using the season to poison him. God was using the season to position him. And the Bible said, though he should have swollen and fallen down dead, he did not. And there are some of you in this room, you've lived through some things that should have killed you. You've lived, hey, hey, hey. There are some people who backslid over what you stayed with Jesus over. There's some people who quit, lost their way, lost their mind, lost their family. Some stuff should have took you out, but you made it through. 
Let me hear from some people who made it through anything. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, this praise right here is praise over what I made it through. Give God praise if you made it through anything. I cried, but I made it through. I said I wept, but I made it through. It was hard, but I made it through. They doubted me, but I made it through. Ah, hey. Hallelujah. And so you say, well, Apostle, I've been bitten. The poison is not to kill you, but to position you. If you look back in your life, maybe everything hasn't been perfect, precious. You, you had some issues. But here's what it's time to do. Give me that snake. Some of y'all been walking around the last several years. You look good on the outside, but your spirit man is like this. And they, they expecting you to die, some of y'all. But see, I, I got a word. God's going to bless some folk in this room so much this year until some people are going to have to change their minds about you. Some people think that the snake is going to kill you. But God's about to use that snake. Oh, my God. God's about to use that bankruptcy. God's about to use that divorce. God's about to use that doctor's report. If you're ready for so much breakthrough that people have to change their minds about you and the goodness of God, give him praise right now. Uh, The problem is, some of y'all have been hanging on to the snake as much as the snake is hanging on to you. Y'all don't make me preach. You're hanging on to that betrayal. You're hanging on to that fear like it's a teddy bear. You're holding on to it with all your might. You got so used to the snake that you think it's normal. You got so used to the struggle that you think it's normal. But God brought me here after the storm to tell somebody it's time to shake it off. I said shake it off. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, shake it off. I dare you right now, shake it off. Shake off the pain. Shake off the past. Shake off the betrayal. Shake off the anxiety. Call at your neighbor and say, shake it off. I dare you to shake it off. I need somebody in your row to shake it off. Somebody say, shake it off. Shake it off. Shake off the doubt. Shake off the religion. Shake off the anger. Shake off the betrayal. Shake it off. Shake it off. If you'll shake it off, you'll survive it. If you'll shake it off, you'll step into a new season. Shake off the religion. 
Shake off the anger. Shake off the opinions of others. Shake off a negative season. Shake it off. I dare you right now. One, two, three. Shake it off. I need somebody to jump up to your feet right now and just shake it off. 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 Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Say the enemy is losing his grip. The enemy is losing his hold. I'm shaking it off. I'm shaking it off. I'm shaking it off. I'm shaking it off. Shake it off. Shake off the addiction. Shake off the problem. Shake it off. One, two, three, give God a praise. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I can speak for me. I need a little time. Excuse me if I offend you, but I need some space. I gotta give God praise. For everything he brought me over, for everything I took off, somebody ought to just run right now. Somebody ought to leave right now. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. I feel unqualified. Shake it off. I feel like I can't survive. Shake it off. I feel like I can't do it. Shake it off. Hallelujah. But he shook off the creature into the fire and he suffered no harm. Somebody shout no harm. No harm. No harm. No harm. Devil, you thought it was going to destroy me, but no harm. Devil, you thought my family wasn't gonna make it, but no harm. God used the season not to poison Paul, but to position him. We got the ugliest snake that we could find. you know the reality is? It's a fake snake. It don't have no power. I said, he don't have the power. I said, this snake doesn't have the power. Paul was bitten. He wasn't beaten. From survival came revival. If the Lord lets you live, that means he must have a purpose for your life. So, watch this now. He survived the shipwreck, snake bite, came in on the broken pieces, shook it off, and waited for him to die. They changed their mind. 
Who's ready for folk around you that have doubted the goodness of God in your life to change their mind about you? Then they honored him, verse 10. They honored us in many ways. When we departed, they provided such things as were necessary. They honored us. There's something about surviving storms, shipwrecks, and snake bites that brings honor to God, but also honor to you. And I want to tell you today, for those of you that have survived the storm, the shipwreck, or a snake bite, as the apostle of this house, I honor you today. And I thank God that because of you, God has been honored. Hallelujah. So, the Bible said they provided after the storm such things as were necessary. Slip up your hands, precious. You at home. Maybe you had to charge your phone because you don't have power yet. Here's what I'm declaring. God is providing such things that are necessary in this season. God is not going to let you go down. He's not going to let you die. He's going to keep making a way. What do you need? You need healing? Raise up your hands and receive it. God's providing. Do you need financial breakthrough? God's providing. Do you need, do you need a move in your family? God is providing. Do you need peace in your mind? Raise your hands and thank him because God's providing it right now. Hallelujah. Now, the storms, we, a transparent moment with you. We've always dealt with some stuff in storms. And uh, me and Dawn, we were fighting back. We had some leaks, but we said, devil, you can't have our house. And what was wild, where we live we are always the first to lose power. I'm telling because we live way down in Ormond. We don't have none of that underground power. Come on. All of our power is on the old poles. Can I get a witness? We're the first to lose power and the last to get it back. So we lost internet. We lost cell phone service. But some kind of a way. I mean, when I'm looking at the water and it looks like an ocean, we kept the power. And we needed it because water was coming in and Cuba from Abaco Windows, the best window company in the entire universe, left us a shop vac. So every time it came in, we were, uh, we were just dealing with it everywhere. Don said, it ain't going to have my house. I dare you to tell your neighbor, it ain't going to have my house. It ain't going to have my marriage. Ain't gonna have my children. The storm ain't gonna have me, baby. <laughs> we'll deal with it. So we go out, like y'all, cleaning up the yard, getting all the mess dealt with, taking stuff up. And all of a sudden, Peggy goes, Hey, Dad, look over there. And there's a bottle in the yard with all the debris. There's a bottle in the yard, Dad. It's got, it's got papers in it. It's got notes in it. 
I said, look at that. And it washed right up into my yard. So I said, I'm going to have to check this out. So, oh, shoot. See, that is why I didn't want you to, mm. you got to get that out of there. And you got to get it out past. You may have to break that bottle. So, I started opening up the notes. And I said, I wonder what the message is in the bottle. And it said, I thank God for each and every day. I pray whoever finds this is blessed beyond measure. If you find this, please let me know. I live at 5100 such and such a road in Eckview, West Virginia. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I said, y'all ain't saying a word to me, y'all just. If you find this little note, let me know. My name is Rose Smith. May God bless you and keep you safe. Is uh, my prayer. Notes from West Virginia, North Carolina. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Here I am way down in Florida. Dated July 22nd. Dated May 14th. Before I ever even got in a storm. God had already put a message in a bottle that I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. I'm trying to tell you that before you ever got in a storm, before you ever got shipwrecked, before you ever got snaked, God said, I got something bottled up. I got something stored up for you. I got breakthrough. I got a new season. I got a new anointing. I got a fresh door. I got a fresh word. Oh, I knew you were going to be here. You can't make that up. If he has ever done anything like that for you and put your breakthrough in place before you even had your battle, give him praise right now. I said, give the Lord a praise. Tell your neighbors, say, after the storm, I'm blessed because God knew what I would need before the storm even came. Give him praise in here right now. Come on out here. You know what I feel in this room? I feel a worship. Hallelujah, Jesus. You know, I don't know about y'all. I'm tired of sitting at the house. Nothing, my, I can't watch TV. I can't watch football. 
I can't get online. I can't check Facebook. Thank you, Jesus. And we're just sitting around looking at each other. I'm tired of it. I'd rather spend 10 minutes worshiping the Lord, taking a minute and just letting God minister to my soul. Do you need him to minister to you today? Slip up your hands and worship him. I'm almost done. I'd ask you not to run out. And let's take this last couple minutes and honor the Lord. Sing, son. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You deserve praise. Worthy. Lord said you're shaking it off right now as you worship. The Lord said the poison is leaving you right now. The fear is leaving you right now. The unforgiveness is leaving you.
everything has led us to this moment and there's nothing more important than this moment. If you're in this room today and you'd say, Apostle, I hear what you're preaching and I want the confidence that people around me have, but I know that there is sin in my life. I know I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. I know there's things that alienate me and separate me from Him. I know I'm not what I should be because right now I need to get things under the blood. I'm not convinced that I'm ready to meet the Lord. I'm not convinced that I'm right with Jesus. Apostle, I need to get right with the Lord today. If you're here today and you know there's sin in your life, if you know you're a sinner, and you know that there's issues that have kept you from the Lord with heads bowed and eyes closed, not trying to embarrass you, but if you'd say, Apostle, I'm not where I need to be with God. And when you pray for somebody, pray for me. When I count to three, slip up your hand. Pray for me, Apostle. One, remember me, Apostle. I'm not where I need to be. Two, if you're going to pray, pray for me, Apostle. Three, slip that hand up right now. Slip it up. Slip it up. Hold it up. Hold it up. I want to get it right with God today. I want to get it right with God today. I'm going to lend you five more seconds. Hold that hand up. Hold it up high. Five, four, come on, I see you. Three, two, one. If you raise that hand and you don't care what nobody says, I want you to keep that hand up right now. I believe God's going God's to minister. Now, if you raise your hands and you really meant business and you're ready for a change and a shift in your life, I want you to move out of your seat and come right here to the front and let me have the privilege of praying with you. I promise you won't come by yourself. If somebody next to you raised their hand, make room for them to come down. Come on, son, that's it. Come on, look at these young men. I know this guy right here. Good to see you, son. Never forget you, buddy. Come on, come on. If you need to come, come on right now. Y'all clap while people are coming in Jesus' name. Come on. Hallelujah. Y'all clap while people are coming. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Bring them right down here. Come down here, y'all. Come down here close to me. Come on. Give these young people a God bless you. As... Yeah, yeah. Come on up. Here they come. Yes, sir. Yes, we'll wait. We'll wait. I'll wait on you. I don't mind. I don't mind. That, that's it. Come on. Y'all, keep clapping. They'll keep coming. I said, if you'll keep clapping, they'll keep coming. The altars are open, y'all. This is why we have church, for people to find Jesus. At some point in your life, look at me, everybody who came forward. At some point in your life, my precious friends, God will put you in position where he'll give you a chance to start over. This, oh, my goodness. Come on. Y'all, I'm telling you, there's a river in the room. There's a river of salvation in the room right now. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386 866-3060 or you can visit calvaryfl.com slash give. 
We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.